have chosen to test this station's destructive power on your home planet of Orbit. What? Then name the system Orbit. Oh, key religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blast. We're coming up on Alderaan. You may fire when ready. Welcome to Alderaan Explosion. Explosion Network's official countdown to Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. It's... 42 days until release. My name is Dylan Blight, your Jedi Master, and joining me, my Padawans, Ashley Hobley. Hey Dylan, excited to be here to talk about uh, Crazy Old Man and a time before paternity chess. Yep, sure. And Kira Marchant. <laughs> uh, hi, hey, hey, how is everyone today? I'm very good. We're uh, we're about to hit a month. We're, we're in November. Oh, shit. That's, you know? Like, it's November. That's a thing. 42 days until release, as I just said. Oh. So it's exciting times. It's crazy. Yeah, got tickets booked. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I got tickets. Do you have tickets? We, d- we didn't really discuss this, I guess. Kira, do you have tickets? I do not have my tickets? tickets yet. I have not booked tickets yet. I probably should. It's probably a thing you're that going, should be done. You're going midnight? Yeah, dude. Okay. No, as if not going midnight. That's. I love how it, I love how living in Sh- in Shep means that midnight release. You can wait to book it until fucking three weeks after the tickets go up. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, it'll be right. No, it'll be fine. No one's going. Yeah. Just me, go Bob, sleep, Rick, go normal me jobs. Bobby, Rico. Yeah. Shrunken <laughs> <laughs> up to the midnight release. It'll be fine. Yeah. Um. So I've got midnight. you got midnight. Yep. Everyone's got midnight. Very good. I'm going down to Hobart, as is my pr- tradition for my midnight release. I don't envy you. That drive to Hobart is garbage. Is I like actually how Kira knows what it's garbage. like. Now. <laughs> I now understand it, and it is the. it's so bad. Like, you look at it, I'm just like, it's a drive to Melbourne. Like, I, I drove to Melbourne this morning. And back. It's about it's the same fine. length. It's about but the same length. Yeah, it's it's that just that road's so bad. Well, yeah, because well, they've been doing road works on it since I was like 10, and they still haven't <laughs> finished it, so. <laughs> that's, well, you know. That's, it's, that's, a, it's, that's a drive. It's hard to, to get all the supplies to Tasmania. So. It's the most, like, indecisive road in there, because it's like, you'll have, like, 500 metres of dual lane, and then you'll have a you know, and then you'll have a kilometer of single lane, and then it'll go back to dual lane, and you're like, just fucking decide what you want to be. This is the Star Wars content that people really. Want. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Think I was gonna go because I'm like, um, I guess some people were like, why would you drive two hours to go to a midnight release and stuff? I'm like, a, I did it for the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi, so I'm kind of. It's tradition. Locked into doing it at this point. It's mm-hmm. definitely a tradition. Rogue One, I didn't do it for, and Solo, I didn't do it for. But for I don't definitely. Did either of those have a midnight release? I, I went Solo to a midnight definitely. release. I yeah, so I don't think Solo did for any cinemas down here, at least that I knew of. But Rogue One did have a midnight release. I just didn't bother going to Hobart for it. I just I was no. happy to to do yeah. it locally. Happy to do for that it, one. Lonnie. Mm. Yeah, Lonnie. Lonnie. But the, the thing, the also the good thing is, is it just tur- it just turns the Star Wars like for these three films, the the trilogy. It means that I've turned every single one into like a, an event. You know, it wasn't like oh, yeah. I'll leave my house, go down the road, watch the movie, come home. It's like no, go somewhere, hotel, overnight. It's like a full holiday. I mean, it's only yeah. one night, and it's yeah. it's also really weird to book the hotel for because I always get really confused because I'm like, it's twelve oh one a.m. But I'm staying like the I'm before, not staying that night. I'm saying I'm booking for the night before. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's <laughs> could accidentally book the the whole thing incorrectly. But yeah. Um so this week on the show, I've been talking about the horrible road 
from Launceston the Hobart and booking midnight tickets, <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about The Empire Strikes Back, of course, which we watched this week, and then going over our thoughts about The Mandalorian ahead of its debut for the US next week. Um, I'm, I think it's coming out in some other places, Disney Plus, November 12th or whatever, but uh, yeah, we, we don't get it then. So <clears throat> jumping into Empire Strikes Back first, though. <laughs> A galactic odyssey against oppression. A big new sprawling space adventure in the Ash, Star Wars. As always, the when was the last time you watched Empire Strikes Back? And how do you feel about it after this most recent rewatch? I watched it two years ago to catch up for the episode that I wasn't on last time. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, Buddy right. Watson was on it for the thing, wasn't he? Yeah. So now I can happily say that this is a terrible movie. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, this is a, obviously a great movie. Um, just a thing I appreciated, especially watching uh, A New Hope last week, was this just kicks off straight away. Uh, which is more like straight out of the gate. Tonson gets murdered by a Wampa, you know, straight into the action. Um, and I think now also rewatching it recently, you can see, you can see some sort of ties to uh, the last Jedi. There's like certain things that sort of similarities, you know, Luke training with a crazy old guy is sort of similar to <laughs> Ray training with a crazy old guy. Um, they're yeah. just showing up in this weird city. For a small period of time, is similar to them showing up in this weird city in the Last Jedi, that kind of thing. And then the timeline, I think, is also it's very short. Like it only takes over like maybe a day or two. I think the entire film. Mm, the timeline is it's, very. It's, it's not. Clear. I think there's. I think there's. No you could clarify. I think you could think it, it could be longer, short. but you just don't know how long it takes for Luke to go to Dagobah and for. How long they're hiding back from Dagobah, and how long it took them to get to the Cloud City. I think there's a lot of traveling that's done off screen that you like don't know. But same thing with the Last Jedi, they go traveling (laughs) to that city. You don't know how long they're going for. No, but you do know that happens. That seems to all happen in a very short time span, though. Yeah, because there's 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 a big couple things with this one that are different to Last Jedi. A um, when they try when they travel to Cloud City remember their hyperdrive's broken so yeah. how they had to fly there directly um basically just floating through space which is explains how the empire manages to beat them there because once uh boba fett figures out what planet they're headed towards he obviously informs the empire and then they're able to just go through hyperspace to to get there ahead of them that's, yeah. that's how they Funny. explain that in the last jedi they could figure that out <laughs> they could have traveled in front of them hyperspace yeah Oh, you can't! You can't travel. The, the very, but to, wasn't to do there, a hype- it explained that they developed the technology later? Like they only no, had, well, not no that, I think in the like, last Jedi, I think they were mean, just being cocky. <laughs> yeah, they can't. You can't to, to be able to hyperdrive jump a ship like literally a hundred kilometers just in front of you, for instance, would be basically impossible, like coordinates wise. Like that's very. Hard, I guess, is the way they try and get around that. If you if you're saying why well, that they just jump the the ship in front of them. Also, Leia's hyperdrive is out, is what they explain, and mm-hmm. then they also um, another the, similarity. 
they explain that the first order tracks their hyperdrive through the the hyperdrive space or whatever which yeah they snuck into rogue one and then the other point of time that they never actually explain is once they get to cloud city you don't know if they've been there for like 12 hours or several days before um shit goes haywire because like they get there they all say hi whatever and then the next scene you see of them is leia in a room like her clothes are changed and whatever else and then she's just like complaining she's like oh i'm sick of being here but it's like okay he's sick of being here because you've been here for 12 hours 24 hours a week you know what i mean like you have yeah, no, idea. no idea of the timeline but it just feels like yeah. it could potentially be very short yeah the, the first half of the movie is very uh obviously takes place all kind of fast you know it's, it's like starts Hoth, okay, Luke's disappeared. You literally see one night pass because they make a whole deal about closing the gates and so on. And then Han goes out looking for him the following morning. So that's very easy to keep track of time-wise. Then the attack comes down, they do the whole battle, and then everyone pisses off. From that point onwards, I mean, the Millennium Falcon could have been like trying to outpace the Empire uh, Darth Vader um, in that asteroid field for even days, for all you know. You have no idea. Maybe. They could have been on that asteroid hiding from hiding down there trying to fix the Falcon for a week. I don't know. Like I mean, they the, could yeah, have the been chasing line. him for like a few days. Yeah, they could the have been. Jedi, yeah. That's what I'm saying. The, the timeline's so confusing. I, I like to think that the timeline, in my in my mind, I think the timeline has to be at least um, a decent length of time to have Luke's training mean anything. Like if someone comes out and they're going to be like, oh, well, it's probably only like two, three days. I'm like, are you going to tell me that Train, train for two, three days. Now, the thing that they have said in canon that tries to explain the time, I, I, as far as I'm aware, in in anything they've never officially said, this movie takes place over this amount of time. I, I don't think that's ever been said. What they have said in canon, though, is that, and this goes into some weird magic Star Wars type shit, which people don't like hearing about sometimes, but they have said that uh, Dagobah and other really mystical uh, force-filled places run uh at a different time time yes yeah. interstellar um base well no the, the comparison i think that everyone whenever I've, I've read reddit theories about this and stuff i can't remember what canon book it popped up in, but everyone always compares it to dragon ball z because yeah uh, in, the hi- in the hyperspace the, hyper, in the time hyperbolic yeah. time chamber That's yes Everyone compares that. So it's like when Luke disappears to Dagobah to do his training, it's literally like when Goku and whoever else jumps into that to do their training and they're gone for years, maybe, but on the outside, they've only been gone for, you know, 12 hours or whatever. Similar yeah. sort of scenario okay. could could be what happens. Yeah. That's the only like in canon thing. Um, that was a whole thing. I was like, how did we get here? And I just remember it was because you... <laughs> How do you feel about the movie there? I can't also, the dead Tonton, you get a dead oh. Porg in The Last Jedi. Comparisons Shut the fuck are, up. The comparisons fucking... are endless. I want to hear your crap. Uh, Kieran, when's the last time you watched this movie? How do you feel about this song? Uh, I still love this movie. I think the last time I watched it was still the last time, like the last, the original series of um, Alderaan Explosion. Because I feel like this is a weird one to watch on its own. Like I have, I would have had to have watched New Hope and then been like, "Yeah, I want to jump into this one." Even though this by itself, this is a fantastic movie. It's not something that I would just randomly pick out. Whereas, say with another series, say Lord of the Rings, I would happily pick out Two Towers and watch Two Towers by itself. Because what? It's the worst one. Two Towers is great. Two Towers <laughs> is so good. Wow, what a jerk! Um, but <laughs> I still really enjoy this movie. I think. 
there is some really good parallels with overall storytelling, and I think the like everything else, like watching Clone Wars and watching um, the Luba movies or reading books, they just enhance this the viewing experience of these movies now. Um, I think looking at it and you look at it and you go, fuck Yoda was really annoying. Like in just this one movie, if this is the only time we ever met Yoda, Yoda wouldn't be that well respected and liked because he's a bit of a douchebag. Um, but I think as as a whole, this movie just gets better because of everything else happening around it. Yeah, I'm. I think I did watch this like a year ago when I was at um an Anna Pop's house or something, and it was on Ozstar, which I don't know if counts as a proper rewatch because everyone's talking, but like. You know, as long as you're, you know, focused. you've seen it before. You can, you, you don't need to hear everything. You weren't listening to everybody before. talking. You were just focusing on the Star Wars. Let's be honest. Well, that's that's pretty much what happens anytime I'm at, I'm at a family gathering because they're talking about sports and all sorts of shit. I don't give a fuck about, and I'm like, what's on TV? <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, what have you been up to? You don't want to know. Do you want to hear my Star Wars theories, Nana Pop? No, I didn't think so. All right, moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sam is me <laughs> I would just like to point out for any audio listeners everybody's an audio listener nobody gets to watch yeah. this except for the three of us um, yeah. Dylan is currently operating the podcast with a Kylo Ren action figure balanced on his microphone stand he yeah and I'm pretty happy that yeah I'm pretty happy it hasn't fallen off yet, to be honest. So that's good because when it does, you'll just hear on the audio podcast me go, oh, fuck. And then like look around and give a look of no one say anything. (laughs) (sighs) Um, All right. So let's jump into my notes for Empire Strikes Back then. So first thing I wrote down was Tauntaun sound like the reindeer from Santa Claus. And by Santa Claus, I mean the Tim Allen movies. I figured. I figured. Yeah. And I, I never really put this together until I watched it this time. I don't know why that is. I think it's because I actually rewatched uh, Santa Claus last year for Christmas. And maybe, I know that was a while ago. It's obviously nearly 12 months ago, but it was fresh in my mind somewhat, I guess. And I was like, oh, it sounds like those reindeer. Particularly Santa Claus 3, which is where, uh, I don't know if you there's don't remember the classic plot. There's an individual reindeer that gets the spotlight. Yes, for, yes. For uh, Rudolph. The, yeah. Rudolph not, is the it's, the. it's not Rudolph. Oh, oh no, no, it was a. It's like some random reindeer random they made one. up. Yeah, yeah. But it's basically Rudolph because it's like the, he's like farting and shit, right? <laughs> Wait, how is how is him farting and shit, Rudolph? I don't know. I thought it was Rudolph for some reason because Rudolph <laughs> is the you know the ugly duckling basically. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, Tontons and Santa Claus are officially Star Wars universe connected to the Tim Allen Santa Claus trilogy. Also, one of Turn, the greatest yeah. franchises of all time. Turns out reindeer actually Tonton. Descendants of Tontons. Well, there we go. Maybe. Never know. Don't <laughs> know why they're walking right around down. this ice planet the whole time then. Well, they could have been flying. It's a long time ago. They evolved into reindeer, you know? Oh, okay. Long time ago. That makes sense. far, far away. Evolving the reindeer. Uh, second thing I wrote down was Luke would Luke would have been better off just stabbing the Wampa and then staying indoors. Yes, because it's like it. It makes so I, I don't know. I never had this thought process until literally watching it this time for whatever reason. And that's the thing sometimes of rewatching movies heaps of times. Eventually, your brain just clicks on the shit. I swear. But I'm watching it this time. I'm like, why do you just kill it? Nah, and because, stay indoors. Nah, because the clearly the Wampa hideout's probably very well hidden. And so the chances yeah. of him 
somebody being able to find him while he's in that cave is but like... clearly he was better off in there than he was outside in the freezing cold. But he would. what if he never gets found in there? Yeah, but he could have at he least waited, waited until the morning daylight. when the storm was over. Nah, fuck it. Just peace out. Somebody's out there looking for him, probs. I mean... Surely he would have known anyway. Like, he, he would have known procedure. He would have been like, oh, no one's looking for me now because they would have had to all go home and sleep. Yeah, they would have closed the door and everything. He's also like, yo, my homie Han... He'll come out. Yeah, and look for Han would have been fucked if that Luke hadn't popped out. Yeah, Han if he'd have been just looking sat there and waited, forever. <laughs> Han would have died. Yeah, he would have been looking around forever, and then he wouldn't have been able. To, it was weird that they had to. He had put like up a tent or something. It looked like as the shelter when he finally found him. Like they didn't have some sort of fancy shelter pop up thing. No. Some, no. Sometimes Star Wars technology is like seems really futuristic and cool, and other yeah. times they just have With a half-ass tent then... that you could get from Kmart. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's all over the place, really. Uh, the other thing, said Han, I didn't write it down here, but because I, th- I think I brought this up last time, talked about it, like on the first season. But Han in this movie is the worst. I don't, and I think this is one of the reasons I've never been super like, like Han Solo is a great character. I'm like in this movie, he is just. A sleazeball, and I, I, I don't, I'm, I'm, I don't really like him, to be honest. And I think if this movie, I think if this movie came out today, you could not make that character that way because people would not uh, go attached to that sort of character. Like he, he basically is hitting on Leia, old movie, being like, "You love it, baby, you love me," and then they have no chemistry. And then at the end of the movie, he's like, "Yeah, what's up? I love you." I know. <laughs> like, it's. I don't, I, I just I don't, don't think, think it's work. that bad. No. I think it's like a no, Shakespearean like, thing. It's like, like uh, much ado it's about like nothing. Scoundrel, kind of... It's a scoundrel, charming kind of rogue type character. Like, I don't think it's that bad and that sleazy. Like, yes, there's elements where you're like, come on, buddy. But most of it, I'm just like, he's just, you know, you, oh, you little scamp. You run along there with your, your freaking little flirtatious. I think I think it's just the one scene, like at the start, where he like gets really close to Leia, like uncomfortably, and like pushes, like kind of stops her from leaving. Like he puts his arm up against the door and like gets real close to her. He's like, "Where you going, princess?" Like all that sort of stuff. I'm like, "Can just calm the fuck down. We'll take you out for workplace misconduct in a second. But that's not the character (laughs) he just is. I don't know if it's workplace misconduct. You don't know what. No, I'm not gonna. You don't know what she was (laughs) saying or doing before. That sounds terrible now. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I probably just don't like the. Uh, I don't think the like the scoundrel type character. It's probably just my personal preference or whatever. I'm not saying he's like doing anything that's like super creepy, but he just comes across as an asshole. <laughs> like <laughs> if I saw someone doing this IRL, like acting like him, I like at a bar or something, trying to like hit on a girl the way he does, and he tries to hit a layer, I would like look across and be like. That guy's a bit of a fucking dick. Like, you know, like the, just a certain type of character he is. And it's it's the most prominent in this movie. Because this movie really is like, where they obviously trying to, they set those two up and then next movie it's like, well, he doesn't show up until halfway and then they're together from that point on. And he's, and he's a lot better, I guess, but. He doesn't show up till halfway. It's not like that was his choice not to show up till halfway. Yeah. <sighs> a bit late to the party. A bit late to the he party. He was frozen in carbonite. What an ass. This, uh, just a, another quick tangent. So the Star Wars comics, 
that they've been doing since they rebooted, uh, since Disney rebooted the comics and stuff. Like the mainline comic that's simply called Star Wars. That has been set between episode four and episode five. And it's about to finish it at like uh, issue 70 something, I think is like what it's going to wrap up, right? And then they're going to, they're rebooting it uh, later this month or next month or something. Or maybe it's at the start of next year. I can't remember. But either way, they're they're doing the whole thing where they're just going to reboot it and it'll start from issue one again. And then now going to be setting it between episode five and episode six to like cover what happens between there. And then they can do a lot of like, obviously... Uh, how they go about planning to save Han, I guess, like tracking down people to find out where Han is. You know, they can do all these sorts of storylines. But the thing that's going to be interesting about that comic is no Han in the whole comic book, I mean, book, there obviously. could be. The, no, Lando's going to be in it I as mean, his Han replacement, could be in the I guess. Comic book. Yeah. What, they cut to him and he's just sitting there like... Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> Every it's six like, panels. It's like an episode of a comic book set in Jebba's palace. Where Han's just there and like events are happening around him. Just like, yeah, just like the story of Han Solo. And it's just about his, you know, how did he, how was his adventure from the Cloud City to Jabba's Palace? Like, was it, I don't think it was just a straight line there and back. Maybe there is an untold story. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe there's an untold story that he got unfroze from Carbonite and then refroze again under different circumstances. Who knows? I mean, it's possible, but I, I'm going to put it out there right up now in- that I'm not I'm not a big fan of that idea. <laughs> up until recently, we thought Obi-Wan never left Tatooine, like... What? Well, which doesn't make it firm. <laughs> you know, like, that's, that's theorizing. We're presuming... I'm, I'm saying that he's going to leave, but... I mean, we don't... No official confirmation he ever left Tatooine, so... But yeah, so th- I, I thought that kind of book... That was another thing I was thinking about while watching this, especially as I approached the end of the movie. I was like, man, that comic book series, because I presume they're going to run it for like a couple of years like they did with this run. But I was like, it'll be weird to have a the mainline Star Wars comic without Han in it. And like Lando uh, is going to be bumming around in the Falcon, I guess. And that else. asshole character, Han Solo. You know who else is an asshole? Lando. They're all assholes. I know that's the character type, but you're like, but Dylan, they're not assholes. They're scoundrels. Same word. Same difference. To Whatever. Be fair, they're both just a fan- Nice way of saying asshole. Yeah. They're both assholes. Even in this, I'm like, Lando, asshole, huh? They're supposed arsehole. to be assholes. He doesn't mean I have to like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like being shocked that Darth Vader did something bad. It's like, yeah, of course he did. He's the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Uh, what was the next thing I wrote down here? Uh, I wrote it. It's funny how they have Obi Wan show up so early here. I feel like these days big reveals like that wouldn't happen so early because it's like, uh, he, so we're saying for the Rise of Skywalker that we're probably going to see Force Ghosts, right? Well, we know we're probably ninety nine point nine percent we see Luke Skywalker Force Ghost show up, right? Among possibly Yoda, Obi Wan, fucking Anakin show could show up for all we know. You know, like there's probably going to be Force Ghosts in this movie, but whenever they show up, they're probably going to show up in like the last quarter to the end of the movie or something but in this movie you have a force ghost show up this is the first time a force ghost has shown up too you know and they introduce that 20 minutes in or whatever 15 15 minutes in yeah i'll be highly surprised if i i start watching the rise of skywalker and 15 minutes into that movie we have luke show uh, luke's luke or anything like that because they'll be like nah it's too early in the movie have a like cool audience reaction moment like that 
I, I just feel like that's a different, you know, it's like a sign well, of a different time. Maybe they know that you think that. So they know that you They're going to start the movie know. with Luke as a force ghost. Boom. They're going to start the film with Anakin Skywalker as a force ghost talking to Rock Carlo Ren. It's going to be Hayden Christensen, but in old person makeup. I lost you at the end. Well, didn't technically, I? didn't they? No, no, no. He doesn't have to be an old person makeup, though. He can just be he the same be, age. Though. Because they replaced, because <laughs> they digitally replaced he the random be. actor that was Anakin Skywalker with Hayden Christensen from Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, well, it's like if they have Obi Wan show up, it's not going to be some. It's not uh, going to be Nigel like, McGuinness. It's going like, to be you and McGregor. Yeah, it's it, it's 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 not going to be like or even like aged up Ewan McGregor. It'll just be like here's Ewan McGregor. Even though we all know that like. Do- Obi-Wan has like the worst aging of like anybody in the history of anything. Like he's just <laughs> from age. Years. I mean, he hits, he hits 40, looks like uh, 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 Ewan McGregor, 42, McGuinness. Somehow, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. They've got the mo- Disney have got the money. They can go back and remake, re edit Ewan McGregor into those films. That is never going to happen. That it might be an improvement. That what it the fuck is wrong with you? Oh. <sighs> at least it would explain freaking Hayden Christensen at the end of Return of the Jedi. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it, look, the easiest explanation is because he turns into a force ghost, which is a light, like, Jedi power, that his image reverts to the last time he was good. Although technically the last time he's good is technically when he throws the Emperor, like, overboard. Like, that's him doing a good move. But that, I, I think that's how most people try to explain it in their heads. There he goes. Kylo Ren fell off. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk of Force Ghosts. Moved him. <laughs> Kylo's like, fuck you, Uncle <laughs> Luke. He got a You did a good thing? No, Luke's Darth Vader never did good things. <laughs> He's like, peace out. Uh, and what's I write down next? Uh, oh, yeah, the quote. So it, this part in Empire, because I haven't watched it since Solo came out, where uh, Han's saying to C-3PO and he says, I need you to talk to the Falcon, find out what's wrong with the hyperdrive, which, of course, now that you're watching it this time post-Solo, you're like, ah, needs to talk to the, needs to talk to L3 because L3 is the the Millennium Falcon. Connections, retcons. Yeah. I mean, it didn't didn't add much. It's not really really a retcon. It's just a... it's just adds something. Adjustment to what the lion means. Yeah. But it also meant that, you know, different thought process when I was watching it. was like, ah, he means actually talk to the Falcon, not like figuratively talk to the machine that is the Falcon or something like that. Actually talk to the Falcon because it's L3. Um, and then to play on basically what Kieran was saying before, and then wrote down, Yoda is a fine line away from being a Jar Jar and no one wants to say it. And I honestly feel this way. Like, everyone spits it. Jar Jar, ridiculous character, you know, blah, 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 blah. Yoda isn't as isn't Jar Jar, obviously, or else everyone would probably say that. But I swear, I swear that Yoda is pretty close to, like, like Yoda is getting pretty close to what George ended up doing with Jar Jar as far as it comes to being a silly cartoon character. This is a hot take, I feel. I think... Yoda is more of a troll, whereas uh, Jar Jar is more of an idiot. 
savant. I guess, but he's just so annoying at the start. <laughs> is he though? I, and I, I mean, I, that's or supposed that, to is, be. Is it because I've seen Yoda in a bunch of other things that I'm like, it's fun to see Yoda be a dick and fuck around with Luke? I mean, maybe, but yeah, like I understand he's doing that on purpose or you know whatever the fuck with Luke or whatever. Or, I'm like still- you said, he's been on this Dagobah planet, which is times all different. He could have he's potentially been living centuries on that planet. Yeah. Well, he says he's and like 900, gone crazy. 900 and whatever. And so, uh, we need the, the Yoda spin-off Disney Plus series where it's just him yes. fucking smoking, smoking doobies and <laughs> talking just to him himself. on Dagobah. <laughs> just uh, <laughs> trying to figure out something. I don't know. Yeah, having a great And then time. slowly losing yeah. his mind. Yeah. There's, there's got to be some movie where someone slowly loses their mind. Uh, yeah. Nothing springs to I mind. Mean, the spoilers to say it because it's usually a twist at the end, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like revealed True. at the end the characters actually lost their mind. Spoil. Um, the other recent thing to bring up when it comes to Dagobah, I thought as well is, uh, well, I can't remember which exact comic book it was. Oh, it was like a Forces of whatever, Kylo Ren issue, something like that. It's one of the comics that have been putting up in the lead out to The Rise of Skywalker. They had this issue where uh, Snoke took Kylo to Dagobah and then Stoke sends Kylo into the caves, much like uh, Yoda does with Luke and says, you know, go in there and face your face what you need to do. And then inside he faces both Leia and Han. Obviously his biggest like hurdles that he's, he's trying to overcome is being able to destroy or walk away or whatever like turn away from his family that's the thing he's most scared of i guess because obviously luke sees himself as vader that's what he's scared of um and kylo sees his parents but kylo where where luke strikes down vader and then he reveals himself kylo sees his parents and then doesn't actually strike them down instead he literally just explodes entire cave with his like he gets so angry he just blows up the entire dagobah cave and then, like, walks out, and then Snoke asks him if he did it, and then he just says he did, and lies to Snoke, and then Snoke just makes a sly little remark about how he was going to use that cave to bring some other people there, but never mind then, or something along those, <laughs> something along those lines. So, um, yeah, if you what happened to the Dagobah cave? Uh, Kylo Ren blew that shit up out of a fit of anger because that's what he does. He destroys things in fits of fits of anger. I but don't know. Maybe what- the Dagobah cave rebuilt itself like Darth Vader's mask. Or his helmet. That's the one. Kylo Ren's helmet. Right, well, mm. <laughs> 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 I don't know if that's a thing. Uh, and then I got. I said I had to, got to mention it because it comes up here. So at um, Star Wars Celebration last year, among many of the projects and stuff they announced there, they announced this project called Project Luminous. And at the time, obviously, everyone was like, uh, oh, so that's obviously in reference to the line that Yoda says in Empire, where he says, luminous beings are we, blah, 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 blah. Um, so just to kind of cover what it is, because I think uh, next year it'll be the biggest, potentially the biggest Star Wars like crossover comic book, comic comma book comma whatever event that we've had so far and on the star wars blog post they wrote lucasfilm publishing creative director michael siglane siglane 
offered a glimpse into the future Star Wars books and comics at New York Comic Con, and it has us more excited than an Ewok on a speed up like Hosting a panel that included some of the biggest Star Wars authors and comic book writers in our gal- galaxy, Siglane revealed new titles and significantly teased mysterious Project Luminous. While little is known about Project Luminous, Siglane has showed us a slide that stated, The Force is what gives the Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. Until Project Luminous 2020. He also confirmed the involvement of five all-star authors, Claudia Gray, Justin Ireland, Daniel Jose Older, Kavan Scott, and Charles Soule. And then at the bottom of the poster, you, the most important thing is that it is a cross-collaboration between Disney's, uh, Disney Lucasfilm Press, Del Rey, IDW Publishing, and Marvel. So, and why that's a big deal is because, you know, like Del Rey publishes some of the Star Wars books and they're over here and they, they get some people, their own authors, whatever. IDW, of course, like comic um, publishing thing over here. Marvel over here comics obviously and then disney lucasfilm publishing they publish some of their own stuff directly like uh particularly some of the more younger age kids stuff so presumably this is going to be some massive cross collaboration between a whole bunch of the most loved uh star wars writers claudia gray's wrote the best star wars books in my opinion including um one of the best which is lost stars um, Daniel Jose Alder did the solo book, for instance. Cavan uh, Scott just did the um, the Dooku audio novel thing, is what he wrote, and he writes a bunch of the younger kids stuff. Charles Soul is the person who wrote all the uh, Darth Vader comic books and these sorts of things. Um, so it's like it's going to be this massive crossover event, and it's set obviously post Rise of Skywalker world. And with the project Luminous in the name, it makes you think that it's obviously going to be something to do with uh, the Force, the Jedi, or something. But at, at least, like, the Force, I think, is probably the go-to thing. So I'm super excited because, yeah, the Force is what gives a Jedi his powers, blah, 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 blah. If they're going to do a novel slash comic book slash audio book slash, like, literally everything, and it's one big, like, several year or even a year-long event that's exploring, like, potentially a bunch of Jedi stories or something like that, or even like some weird force mystical thing. Um, it'll be the biggest Star Wars extended universe, like crossover event they've actually had so far, because although sometimes they do like comic crossover events and like the books and everything will mention comics or whatever, we've never had something that's like read this book. And then this comic book's like set after that. And then this thing's like set after, you know, like a big like cross event thing. We've never had that before. So I think it's like super exciting. Would you be- interested in like the beginnings of the force like the beginnings of how the force was properly discovered and like the first people that used the force and i mean yeah, I would does that sound like an interesting concept to you it does are you gonna make a joke about the D thing <laughs> what <laughs> what because <laughs> well, apparently the D D series was going to be the origins of the jedi or something along those lines what oh, really? what a nice. revelation Mm, I did not know smart that. Ass, smart ass <laughs> Ashley over here in the fucking corner. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, so that's apparently what their thing was going to be. But, like, you, could, I think you could separate them. You could do potentially something that explores. Because who's to say that the first people who were Force beings or Force users or just, like, whatever, like the, the Adam and Eve of the Star Wars universe, I don't know. No one's to say that they were Jedi. You know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, most like I, my, if I had to put a bet on it, I'd presume that it's probably just going to be some 
massive event that tells a whole bunch of stories about different Jedi across like different time periods and so on and so forth. And maybe they even tease stuff closer to like the old Republic uh, era, which is the era that everyone wants to touch, obviously. Not like super go into it because I still think they're going to save that for either a movie series or a TV series or something. That That's definitely not going to be a, a book or a comic because that's something that uh, mainstream audiences will be you could turn that into a movie and make heaps of money off, but they could tease and like start setting up uh, that, like what that looks like uh, to get people interested. So um, either way, that's something that's really exciting for the next year. I was going to write up a thing because people, I saw someone another day be like, what do we do? Like after the rise of Skywalker's out, it's like Star Wars is dead again. I'm like, what are you fucking on about Star Wars is dead again? I'm like, I'm fucking super pumped for like, there's fucking TV shows and books and comic books and you know, like Star Wars is dead again. I'm like, if you only care about the movies, I guess it's dead. Like if it's in hibernation. <laughs> yeah, it's in well, hibernation. Then sure, but it's like there's literally all these TV shows and all these books and comics and audio books and whatever the hell else they're going to be doing. I'm like, Star Wars is dead. I'm like, potentially Star Wars is going to be the most interesting, actually, from next year uh, than it's been since 2014. You know, because because we're kind of back to like, well, what's next? And they can start like teasing and setting up stuff because, of course, in the lead up to the Force Awakens, was like. Well, What's it even look like? I remember sitting in the theater for the first time, Force Awakens, and just being like, the, the thing I was most excited about learning was what is the state of Star Wars under Disney? Like, wh- what's this movie going to be like? What, what do we even set up? N- not just the characters or everything, but just like, what is the future of this brand kind mm. of thing? You know what I mean? So now it's like post Rise of Skywalker. It's like, what is the state of Star Wars? And the state of Star Wars is going to be, presumably, the Mandalorian does a shit ton of money we'll get to that in a second um does really well and then the state of star wars is let's uh green light about 10 Everything. different star wars tv shows yeah <laughs> that's that's kind of what i presume is gonna let's happen. do the contender band tv show yeah well maybe let's do a musical set and in the dylan cantina. walks into the dylan walks into the producer's office with a whole bunch of ideas he's like strategically placed the ahsoka idea like Three or four in, so they get to it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get some. I know the, the, the same. Shit. That keep keep that idea keeps coming up. Uh, isn't Brie Larson apparently? Oh in yeah, talks I saw that or rumor. rumored to be. It was that was some rumor. I don't know who that rumor came from, but probably Brie Larson. I didn't. Maybe she she, she leaked it herself. Like, I heard that someone wants me to play. I mean, talks to play. Like, she Did I say me? I meant Brie. Uh, yeah, I meant Brie, not <laughs> I me. <said> Brie. <laughs> uh, okay, so Empire Strikes Back. Any uh, last thoughts or things that you noticed uh, while can, watching it? Kind of. Can I about? say this is down to the writing of character relationships in this movie and in the next movie, technically, but like. Everything with Lando is like the biggest non-issue in the world. Like, what do you mean? He be- like he betrays them, kind of, and sells oh, right, them yeah, out. Yeah. And not, then, not kinda, he does. He does. <laughs> he sells them out, and then the next Four movie, they're people, like the the thousands of people under his care. Yeah, but the same time, he sells them out, and then next movie, they're like, "Ah, don't worry, Skip. Good on you, buddy. He helped them escape, <laughs> so it's all good." Ruffle his hair. Everybody makes you bloody mistakes. Lando. Bloody Lando betraying us and then helping to save us again. Yeah. <sighs> Such a Lando move. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, that's Lando. Uh, do you Ash, reckon, you so is Darth Vader toying with Luke the entire time? 
and not using like his full lightsaber cap- cap- capabilities. Well, he's not trying to kill him, so yeah. yeah. He's trying to turn Even him. Cuts his arm off. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, yeah. it's a flash wind. Anakin was like, "What?" Darth Vader was like, "All right, what led me to the dark side?" Uh, ah, yeah. oh, the first step was losing my arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and it's true. Oh. Okay, is carbonite freezing a commonplace thing? Because it seems like it's still in the testing phase when they they put Han. Uh, no, they don't. Mm, use, it's not normally used on humans, humans though. It's, it's normally used for other things. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Is we'll, what we'll I touch get on from this in a bit. Yeah, I was, about to, I was about to say, you can, yeah. That's, I, I don't know what they use it for freezing, like other stuff, like animals and shit, I guess. But yeah, it's it's it, it's like not meant to be used for humans, but it keeps, manages to keep him alive. So um, technically, Darth Vader helps invent a new technology for bounty hunting, I think. Yeah. In this movie. Innovator. <laughs> Innovator, really. Uh, all right, so the big big question for Empire's How lucky back. was it, though, that Luke fell down that air vent? Like. When he he knew out. what he was doing. That wasn't no. luck. He looked down. He was like, nah, I see what's happening. What are the odds that he'll wouldn't smash like onto a flat surface and break his back and die? No, realistically, he just happened he to hit it at right angle to <laughs> slide down. But Ash, I don't think he I used just think, the force. I just I think he's lucky to have hung on to that little fucking antenna thing at the bottom for so long. <laughs> you know, like yeah, the Millennium Falcon couldn't have just been like instantly there. He had to have been waiting there for a while. I mean, it, no, he would have been enough, there for. Yeah, no, he would have been there you for know, quite, quite with some time. one arm. With one arm, old oh, one arm, like yeah. Um, Ash, hook your legs around. <laughs> where you want? Where are you gonna? Your current rankings of one Ashley Hobley are episode two. Oh no, I'm changing. I, ca- I keep saying this. I gotta say the actual names because I've wrote the other ones as name. Ash's current rankings are Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace, A New Hope, Revenge of the Sith, Solo, and Rogue One, and he uh, wants to. And he wants ah. to put Empire Strikes Back. Uh, currently at number four. So the best one so far. The best one so far. Dun, dun, dun. All right, Karen. Where uh, would you... Hold on. Karen's current rankings are Attack of the Clones, The Phantom Menace, Solo, A New Hope, Episode... No, <laughs> Revenge of Sith. <laughs> Rogue One. Where um, would you like to put this? At number five for me, please. So you want to put Rogue One still as number one? Yes. And please. you're going to put uh, Empire here. <clears throat> My current rankings are Attack of the Clones, Solo, The Phantom Menace, A New Hope, Revenge of the Sith, and Rogue One. And Kieran looks really scared. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just glimpse Kieran out of the side. I just like, myself. Kieran looks scared. All right. I'm going to put this at. Now, we mentioned this last time where you, you could see where I was hovering my mouth and that gave where I was going to put it. So now I'm just kind of moving the mouth across. The, just moving <laughs> the mouse around. Like, where's it going to go? Where's it going to go? Oh, no. Uh, I'm placing... Empire Strikes Back at number what would it be? So if they go, I'm placing it at number six. 
number eight. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> so that means I'm moving Rogue One currently up to the top position. Revenge of the Sith to my s- second uh, position. And uh, Empire fits in at third, just above A New Hope. Honestly, mm. if you, a year ago, no, not a year ago, probably two years ago, I would have had Empire... Um, and number like probably above these, or maybe when Rogue One dropped, I probably still would have put it above it because like Rogue One was fresh. And then maybe after a while, even a year after Rogue One's release, I probably would have like had Rogue One and I would have probably put Empire after this. And it's only re- over the last like year or so that I've kind of just been more willing to just be like, you know what, fuck it. I really like Revenge of the Sith and I don't give a fuck what anyone says anymore. And I'm just willing to just <laughs> keep. Keep owning my um, carrying carrying that movie along, carrying it on up here. Yeah. So once again, rankings go over real quickly. My rankings are Attack of the Clones, Solo, The Phantom Menace, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Revenge of the Sith, Rogue One, Ashes are Attack of the Clones, The Phantom Menace, New Hope, Revenge of the Sith, Solo, Rogue One, The Empire Strikes Back, and Kieran's are Attack of the Clones, The Phantom Menace, Solo, A New Hope, Revenge of the Sith, Empire Strikes Back, and Rogue One. So I think currently we can say that Rogue One is the overall current leader as well. By the way. Um, but we're not done yet we're not done yet uh that's that out of the way let's jump into talking about some mandalorian so although this podcast is a countdown till the rise of skywalker there's a whole heap of other star wars stuff coming out before that comes out so we'll do our best to kind of jump them in at certain episodes here and i thought like this would be the good episode to talk about the mandalorian because it launches next week in the u.s and Canada probably I don't know like other places like that November 12th is when Disney Plus launches in those places uh us Australians and New Zealand's I believe uh same time have to wait until the 19th for it to launch here so although it's annoying that it's later like a week later I'm still trying not to get too annoyed because I'm just trying to find the silver lining of at least it's only a week you know because there was a lot there was a period of time where I was really scared that we weren't going to get Disney Plus until like next year. So I'm kind of just some, trying to, to be happy with what I've got. There's some big places that still aren't getting Disney Plus. Still, next year. So no, exactly. England. Yeah, yeah England Suck don't get it. Next year. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, instead of getting too angry about it, I just keep trying to be like, I'll just be happy with what I've got. Uh, so yeah, so the official description for The Mandalorian is... After the stories of Django and Boba Fett, another warrior emerges in the Star Wars universe. The Mandalorian is set after the fall of the Empire and before the emergence of the First Order. We follow the travails of a lone gunfighter in the outer reaches of the galaxy far from the authority of the New Republic. They dropped the latest trailer when they dropped last week, basically, I guess, whatever, however that works out time wise. Uh, And this is the last trailer until it releases. It had a bunch of footage that we've kind of seen before um, and a couple of bits of new things. But overall, I think that this most recent, which is called the official trailer two, if you're looking for it, uh, I think that this is easily the best trailer because it kind of sets up the the tone for the series the best. It gives you. Um, your best look at the Mandalorian and it is the only time amazingly in all of the promotional material that they've released for this so far which isn't actually that much that you hear the Mandalorian say anything which I kind (laughs) of think is funny is that you can have all these trailers for a show um, and whatever else and then the only time you hear the main character of a TV show ever say anything is uh, what three four words what uh yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, four words. So 
<laughs> kind of kind of crazy. They said you were coming. They said you were the best in the Parsec. I want to give everyone, I'll start with you and I want to get everyone's overall thoughts on this trailer, the series at whole, and then what your current hype level is for this series. I mean, it looks beautiful. It, it looks like a Star Wars movie quality wise. Um, it, again, in keeping with anything Star Wars at the moment, uh, we it tells you jack shit. Uh, we have no idea what the series is going to be other than the Mandalorian's in it and he's going to kick some yeah. ass. Um, and there's bounty hunters involved. Um, and then, yeah, Pedro Pascal says four words or whatever and it doesn't sound like Pedro Pascal. Which You don't reckon it sounds like him? I don't think so. I think it sounds, I to think me, it though, sounds like him. To me, though, everything I've seen him in muffled. so far, he's had his accent, which he doesn't have in this. I'm just skipping to the end of the trailer again now so I can yeah. hear it. Let's hear it. Hold on. Yeah, good. No, it sounds like it. It it is to me. It sounds like him. It's just obviously his voice is muffled because he's wearing a helmet. <laughs> you know, to maybe be fair, those aren't difference. exactly the best words to uh, pick someone's voice from. I guess. Also, it's pretty. I don't know. I still I still think it's pretty badass. His only line in any of the trailers is like where someone's like they're they're waiting for you, Mandalorian, and he's just like, yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, good. Send them on in. Um, Karen. Um, this like screamed like a sci-fi western to me. And I was extremely excited for it. I think it looks really cool. Um I think the the one thing that really excites me about this and about future Star Wars projects is to see more characters further developed that aren't directly associated with Jedis and the Sith. Um, mm -hmm. Just the couple shots of IG-88 fighting got me so hyped. Like, just, like, I never, like, it never came to me just how, you know, how he would function as a robot that would be so different to a normal gunslinger. Like, it was really cool to watch. So I'm really excited to see how that develops and, 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 to see what more this show brings to develop those characters. I'll let you finish, but also Kanye had the best album this year, and it's IG-11. It's not actually 88. Isn't it? I thought it was IG-88. No. So it's Fuck. it's it obviously is the exact same like model and whatever as IG-88, except for it's IG-11, and it's being it's a character being voiced by um, Taika Waititi. Yeah. Ah, that's okay. So you're going to have a New Zealand voice robot going, fucking die, 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 die. That's that's all. Well, I don't I think mind. that's going to happen. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> but no. I think overall, the it, the show really excites me, and I really like the parts of the Star Wars universe it's going to explore. And yeah. hopefully, it explores Mandalore and more Mandalorian stuff because that whole planet is fucking cool. Yeah. So, um. I agree. The, it's it's weird. It's I think it's interesting how they literally have two Star Wars. Like you got this and Rise, and as Ash, Ash said, like this, all the trailers and stuff they gave away fuck all. And I find it more. I suppose with Rise of Skywalker, it makes more sense because it's like the finale of a trilogy, and it's like we don't need to say much about the story. People know the characters. 
you know, we'll sell the theme of the movie in the trailer and then everyone will go see it. But it's like, I feel like, I honestly feel like the Mandalorian trailers would have been better suited to kind of being a little bit less secretive because it is the first live action Star Wars TV show and they do need to sell that a little bit more than Rise of Skywalker. You know what I mean? So I feel like the trailers should have done a bit better of a job of selling exactly what the uh, story is for it. Because although although I don't need that, I'm going to watch it either way. I just mean other people might need that to, to jump aboard. Yes. Yep. Especially so, when this is your flagship show for your streaming service. Streaming service, you're launching. yeah. I think they're relying on the fact that the armor looks like Boba Fett and Jango Fett. Like well, I think they're they're re- they're relying on you knowing some things that connect to it or have something you can draw on to look at it, and that pulls you in to go and watch it. I guess so, but it's it, it's I guess for quote unquote normal people like watching this is quite confusing. Like I showed this to my dad, and trailer finished. He goes, "Is that Boba Fett?" I'm like no. It's not Boba Fett. Oh, so it's someone else in Boba Fett's armor. No. Who is it then? Is it Django Fett? No, like, <laughs> you know what no, I mean? but like, that's okay. But isn't it okay for people to have those questions though? Because those questions can be No, I feel, uh, my, point, my point is they should probably do a better job in the trailer at least somewhat saying yeah. when the, the show is set and like what the character is potentially, mm-hmm. you know? Because like I know when the show is set because I've read all the I've watched interviews and all these sorts of things. The show I mean, is set it like- does open with a bunch of stormtrooper spiked heads, which, which I guess technically could you, take place. You anytime. say this, but people watched the Rogue One trailer. Remember back when Rogue One came out, and it was after Episode Seven because everyone assumed that was the next movie that came after Rogue uh, after Force Awakens, and everyone was watching that, going, "Oh, is that Ray's mum?" And th- there were like stormtroopers and like uh, original, I mean, you know, period is. stuff and that. And people were going like, "Oh, like shut maybe up!" Jin like that Asa is, is Ray's mom. No, yeah, that's something. Maybe she uh, escaped. They, they got the, teleported uh, off the planet just right before. Yeah. Oh my! You know, God. St- Star Trek style. <sighs> please beat me up, Scotty. No, please. Uh, um, you know, I, I am excited for this. I think uh, this trailer, the most recent one that we're talking about for this is really cool as well because it has uh Werner Herzog uh doing this really cool like VO bit I presume he's only in the show for like one episode but he's he does a really good job at selling the trailer and doing the whole like Mandalorian they come for you and all this other stuff Uh, a couple quick tidbits that this trailer confirmed for me that made me really happy as someone who like if you watch Rebels or Clone Wars obviously you have a better idea um what Mandalorians actually are like what they are within canon Star Wars universe, which is not Boba Fett. Like Boba Fett isn't <laughs> a Mandalorian. Like technically, he's a clone of one, so uh, it doesn't really help there. But watching this, there's one really cool part. It's easy to miss at the at the end of the trailer. They do confirm that he'll actually use a jetpack because in, in most of the promotional footage and stuff like that, he's obviously he's never had like a jetpack on or anything like that. But there's a part at the end of this trailer where he's um chasing after um. Uh, uh, what's his name? Giano, whatever from Breaking Bad. He's uh, he's apparently going to be the main villain. Esposito, yeah, Gus. Uh, chasing- Gus. He's cha- thank you. That's probably the, just the easiest way to go. Yeah, it's the he's, easiest one. Gus from Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's chasing after Gu- Gus from Breaking Bad. Who in this show is um, he's still playing like some Empire type person who's kind of trying to hold on to his role and what power he still has left uh within within his position because the show set about three years after. Uh, Jedi, but this shows. But this, I think, the easiest way to pitch the show and explain how it works is like you picture any country in the world, right? 
if any country in the world has a uh, change of leadership due to a like a a, a, bi- a big drastic uprising or something like that, a coup does. Hey, a coup, a coup. Yes, also anything, yeah, a coup or anything like that. It's like do do these countries does everything just suddenly overnight or over a week, or even over a month? Does suddenly everything? Just everyone switches over and the, the people that are left from the other side suddenly just drift away and go away. And the answer is no. Now think about how big the Star Wars galaxy is and how many planets and sectors and whatever you've got across the entire galaxy. Like as much as you watch the end of the rise of uh, Return of the Jedi and you see it's like the good guys win. It's like realistically think about how much work and how much time and how long the remnants of the Empire try to hang on to their positions of power and it's it, it does make sense realistically that these people would try and hang on to certain areas now the mandalorian is going to be apparently set in like the outer region so obviously the more villainous areas with bounty hunters and these sorts of things and these are apparently the areas that are still the most kind of uh contested with empire people still hanging out there and so on and so forth even the aftermath book series covered this uh this sort of thing happening so um, yeah, Gus from Breaking Bad is going to be apparently the main bad guy and how the Mandalorian gets tangled up with him, we don't know. But there is a shot at the end that made me so happy where he like grapple hooks onto his TIE fighter and he's trying to chase after it. And then to pull himself towards the TIE fighter before he lands on top of it, you see him activate his jetpack and like burst along a little bit. I'm like, good, please. Let me see some actually good jetpack action, Mandalorian jetpack action in the show. Because that's kind of what I think Mandalorian, I think... Blasters, cool helmet design and armor and jetpacks. So I need that. Uh, the number one thing I think that's going to happen in this series, though. So we've got eight episodes. I think it's the number. It's not ten. I think it is eight. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think this show, the first season, obviously is obviously going to be a lot set up um, and these sorts of things. But I'm hoping by the time we get towards, maybe we get there in the, like the last episode or something like that. But I'm hoping at least by time we get towards the end of this season we are heading towards something that kind of Kieran said before which is exploring more of actual Mandalorian culture and Mandalore as a planet or and these sorts of things because we don't actually know what happens to that planet like post what they've shown us in Rebels um, I, I would put money on maybe not this season but definitely from season 2 onwards I would say that we're going to have some of the characters that were in Rebels Mandalorian characters in Rebels show up in this show in live action, which you may be like, that's crazy talk. I don't think so because they're not like super... Obviously, they've done it with uh, Forrest Whitaker when they, they brought over... Um, I'm fucking mental blanking on his fucking name. Um, Bullgullet. Um, fuck, what is his name? <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. no. Um, far out. Even I can't remember his name. I'm completely blanking. Fuck about? all his... I have to remember a million names and you just can't help me out. Forrest (laughs) Whitaker's character in Rogue One. Saw Gurrera? Yes. That's it. Oh my God, my my brain died. Dylan, you are now the Padawan. Ashley, you are the Jedi. Look, look, if I remember all this stuff, at least you could do is help me out when I call call out every (laughs) now and then. Help me out the one goddamn name. Yeah, so they've they've done it with Saw Gerrera and there are a couple of other characters. I think one in particular that uh, is uh, brought up is uh, uh, what's the fuck from Battlestar Galactica? You know, the main girl? Um, whose name I'm also meant to play on, the blood chick. Uh, so say we all. Uh, Kate, no. Oh, it's a day, isn't it? It, it is a day. Hold on. I, 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 I'm refusing. I cannot move on. Battle, battle, battle uh, please Star wait Galactica. while 
Dylan Google's I can't. The this person. Uh, so He's on his phone. Katie Sackhoff. K- Katie Sackhoff. Right. So Katie Sackhoff from Battlestar Galactica and Riddick and that new Netflix show. Right. She plays in the Clone Wars. Sorry, not Rebels. Clone Wars. Um, Bo Katan, which is one of the main Mandalorian characters in that. I would. That is a character. that's like you've had you've had a real and quote unquote real actor. And I'm saying that as like she's a does live action, not just uh, voiceover voice work, is what I mean by that. So it's like you have someone like her who you could very easily just literally put on the armor and stuff and just bring her over to live action. You know what I mean? Like it, it, I, I see zero struggle there. So have that character come over, bring over some other characters, do heaps of exciting things. I don't think that'll happen in the first season because obviously that's too much like connected. You, you don't want to rush you people wanna with focus connected. this first season on the Mandalorian. Yeah, and introduce the character in the show as its own thing and blah, 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 blah. But I think I think it would be silly and a complete disservice to call it. I understand that it's like, because we don't know his name, right? The Mandalorian, in quotes. Roundtable. Will we ever actually know his name in the first season? Ash? No. Kieran? At the end of the first season. But at the end or by the end? Like, you reckon the last at, episode? At, or? Like, it'll be like the last couple of scenes, like... That it'll be the connector into season two. Somebody who knows him from Mandalore will rock up. It'll be a big, <gasps> like, you know, surprise Jeff. as they say, hello, Jeffrey. And then um, they, you know, teases on for the next season. Fair enough. I could see that happening. Makes sense. Yeah. So it, but it's, it's like, so another Mandalorian shows up by the end or something like that. And then they we learn his name that way. And then we can head off to Mandalore next season and start doing that stuff. But I, I just think if you're going to sh- call the show The Mandalorian and you're not going to actually explore Mandalorian culture plus planet plus history, these sorts of stuff, I just think it's like, well, just make the show, like if you want to make a bounty hunter show but not actually use The Mandalorian properly, just make some other random person a bounty hunter. You know what I'm saying? It just feels like a waste if you're not going to explore that sort of stuff. Um, and then the one other thing of note, I think in the most recent trailer that everyone's kind of been theorizing around is there is a couple shots at around, for those that playing are along at home, it's here somewhere. It's at the one, basically one minute mark, right after it cuts to the uh, November 12th title card and so on and so forth. This stuff here shows a prequel era uh, ship in the sky. Uh, uh, what's the uh, I'm forgetting all the words. The, the bad people. The Separatist. That's the word. She- separatist era. Uh, separatist ship in the sky. And that shows this kid in a red cloak. And that shows two adults in red uniform cloaks things so as well. So that's a flashback. Yeah, presumably. And then in the background, it shows prequel era battle droids marching in. So this, obviously, people. some people are like, oh, it could be set current day and they could just be like battle droids somewhere. No, because... I'm like, there's a separatist ship in the sky. So I'm saying that this is obviously a flashback. I think that's and the there are absolutely answer. no separatist ships that survived the 20 years since in between. Well, they rework Star Wars has Star Wars usually uses ships as one of its like keystones for helping tell what era something takes place in. They, for all of its canon and movies and whatever else, they never they always make sure to update and use the ships. And it's like they always make some sort of reason that old ships get rotated out or, you know, n- no longer exist. It's, and, and it's because you can kind of tell an error 
bite chips. And uh, there's no reason to fuck with that. As silly as it, silly as it is to like be smart arsy and sometimes be like, well, surely some of those ships could be around still. It's like, well, yeah, but Star Wars always just makes sure. Just just play with the, what they're giving you. Um, so I'm saying and presuming that this would be cool if it's a flashback to Mandalore, potentially, and then the kid is the Mandalorian. And this is the going theory, and I think it's one that makes the most sense, which is that the kid is the Mandalorian, and we're going to have a flashback to when he's on the Mandal- uh, he's on Mandalore and the Separatists come in and whatever else during the Clone Wars period, and then, you know, everyone's getting shot up and everything goes to shit. So that's how we'll, we'll see flashbacks to his life growing up. Because you look at, like, Pedro Pascal as an actor, it's like if, 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 if the character's age is going to be roughly around his age as an actor... You know, like time-wise, it does make sense. He's not like a 20-year-old spry person. It's set three years after uh, Revengers, uh, Return of the Jedi. So like time-wise, it would make sense if this is a flashback to that. But then it also means that he's lived through the whole like prequel era stuff and then also the OG trilogy stuff. So it'd be a character that's lived through a lot of the the goings-on in Star Wars, which would mean there's a lot of interesting history to that character, and potentially he could bump into lots of other interesting characters like Cad Bane. Yeah! <laughs> Bring him I in, was, baby! I was waiting for how long Cad Bane took to get into this conversation. <laughs> well, all I'm going to say is if there's one character... One bounty hunter I could have him team up with that they could bring over from the anime series and make into live action, it's Cad Bane. The, think- the coolest bounty hunter. Ventress could make her way over. Ventress is dead. No. Wait, is she? Spoilers. Yeah, she died. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, spoilers. Remember the, um, because when they cancelled the Clone Wars, they took a bunch of the scripts and they turned them into other, they turned some into comic books. They turned turned one of them into a book called Dark Disciple, which is about Asajj and, um, I can't remember that, the other Jedi that she basically falls in love with. And spoilers for the end of that book, she dies. Yikes. Is that canon? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> it's, uh, okay. Maybe. Burst your bubble. Okay. But. Flashback with Ventress. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for people that don't know, Cad Bane would actually fit very well in the show because Cad Bane is literally a ca- the cowboy bounty hunter that they introduced in the Clone Wars animated series. He wears a full-on cowboy hat. He basically has two cowboy pistols that he goes with. He talks like a cowboy. He is literally just prime fitting for this show that looks like a western like he fits perfectly if you want to have a cameo from some sort of bounty hunter uh but yeah i any any last uh last thoughts about the mandalorian carbonite oh you want to talk about the carbonite yeah okay because they they do show at the start of the trailer that he has bunch of it looks like he's got a bunch of bounties in his ship which i forget the name of I think it's called like Razorback or something. It's Razor something like that. It's got it's, his ship's got a cool name either way. Um, he has like all these bounties in the back of his ship, and it seems like he's just like offloading them for a payment. I guess it looks like he's got like six to six plus bounties, and they're all carbonated uh, people, obviously. So it, it is it is saying that yes, Darth Vader could have potentially made the bounty hunting game easier by inventing the technology of carbonite freezing people. Maybe that's just <laughs> how they imprison people now. Maybe. Don't need Maybe. to give them a cell or anything. You just stick them in carbonite. Don't need to this feed them. But at the same time, it pauses their life. Yeah, so I guess. So like, they don't rehabilitate themselves or anything. They don't rehabilitate. And 
when you eventually, if you ever do let them out, they're kind of the same age. Like they haven't paid any time. Yeah. It saves space too. Because like you can just line them all up as concrete slabs. Everybody in their lives has moved on. Yeah. That's the biggest takeaway from the trailer. I could go for a a carbonite nap, you know? Mm, I don't know. If there's there's still like a couple percent chance that you could die doing it, probably not, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. Probably won't do it. There's a couple percent chance that you'll die every time you get into a car, but you still get into a car. Possibly. Also, the I, I feel like it's um. Do you see that other part in the trailer where uh, like he's pulling that dude through the door, and then it's obviously the part we've seen in the previous trailer where he shoots the door and then slices that dude in half. That seems like a very much like because he, he has a rope around him, like his lasso or whatever, and he's like trying to pull him back in to the cantina or wherever they are. He's trying to pull him back in. So obviously, I presume it's like a bounty he's after because like. It, He's trying to pull the back dude, the dude back inside mm-hmm. the place. But then the dude like whips out a pistol and shoots him. And I think it's one of those like he's probably a bounty that's worth more alive, but also he probably gets paid even if he's dead. But as soon as the dude like whips out and shoots him, the Mandalorian's like, "Well, fuck you then!" and like shoots the the door and cuts him in half. <laughs> he just delivers half the body. There's <laughs> also a cool little thing was that um, during the moment where he like walks out of the door and he starts shooting at the stormtroopers around him. He very visibly gets shot, and it just yeah. kind of ricochets off his ricochets armor. Off. And I was like, "That's a really cool little thing." That's just you know, it means that a stormtrooper did hit its target. It just bounced off and flew away. Like didn't have it on the still. right settings. Yep, <laughs> maybe. Damn, I, I got to presume that any stormtroopers still out surviving three years or whatever it is post uh, the New Republic taking over would have to be some of the better stormtroopers, surely. Well, you'd hope so. That's kind of the other thing I'd appreciate. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the last little tidbit about the Mandalorian is if you'd like some more Star Wars podcasts to listen to, now is when we're officially announcing our Star Wars The Mandalorian after show called The Mandalorians. Get it? Because law. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> it doesn't translate to audio. Wait, it, get, get it because it's like Manda Lorians. Yeah. Dylan, yeah. if they didn't get it the first time you said it, they didn't get it the Do second you, time. Just drop just, it. Like Manda Lore oh in capital. Oh, no. And then in. Please stop. Please the Lorians. I think this is the proudest I've been at the, one of the names of the shows. No more. <laughs> It's, it's one of those names that we said as a joke and then was like, nope, that's actually going to be the name. It's too funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's uh, here's the official announcement. We'll put up, of course, something on Twitter and so on and so forth when it's uh, officially up and you can subscribe to it on all the things and whatever else. It'll be on YouTube and whatever. Um, so look for all the links there when they're all up because they're not up quite yet. But because the show's out on 19th, in Australia, it's probably going to work like this because two episodes are going to two episodes are going to be out when it launches. So I think it's we're going to try and do like a watch the first episode, record something after that, and then watch the second episode, then record something, and then we're up to date because then, then it'll be week by week by week because it, it releases weekly, not all at once. In case anyone didn't know that, uh, Disney Plus shows aren't Netflix. They, they don't all drop at one time. So we just have to watch two episodes, catch up to date, and then we'll be doing the show weekly from then on out. 
there's your information dump. Good job, good. everyone. Feel educated, everyone. Good. Yeah. Feel I've, educated. I hope you feel good. The Mandalorians. Mandalorians. <laughs> that's it for this week's episode of Old Run Explosion. Uh, next week on the show, we will be discussing Return of the Jedi, the last of the original trilogy, of course. So make sure you watch the movie before then. Please share the show on social media and tag at ExplosionPod if you're enjoying it. Tell your friends and rate it on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Old Run Explosion is a Darth production oh, hold a pause in what world where i have the outro as this is a daft production do i not name the show the mandalorians come the fuck on this is a daft production of explosion.com which is where you can also find what do you want to watch our fortnightly movie and tv podcast you can follow me on twitter at viva ladil v-i-v-a-l-a-d-i-l you can follow kieran on twitter at yeah boy Ringo and you can follow Ashley on Twitter at Ashley Hobby A-S-H-L-E-Y-H-O-B-L-E-Y may the force be with you always do, 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 do. I'm loving it Big Mac <laughs> The Mandalorians <laughs>